This, This is, is Yawa Radio. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. Promise me you'll always remember you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. A.A. Mill. This, This is Yawa Radio. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio Podcast. The Yawa Radio Podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.com. Co.uk. Uh, now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Yawa Radio. So you're listening to Yawa Radio. It's glass half full with me, Steve. You know, it's always great to have inspirational guests from around the world. Uh, well, I'm going around the world, but not too far from me today, I guess, really. Because uh, I think, Rob, are you in Leeds or are you in America? Where the hell are you? <laughs> I'm in Leeds, man. I'm in Leeds. I am round the corner from you. Right, you're round the corner from <laughs> me, not too far away. So welcome to Glass Half Full. Welcome to Yawa Radio, Rob. And uh, we're going to do a series of uh, podcasts all about RCA fitness and things like that and what you do. But, you know, yeah. I think let's let's kick off with really. But let, let's find out about, well, who is Rob? Who is Rob and how did he get into what you do now, mate? Who am I? So nowadays I'm I'm a holistic health coach. So, you know, we help people unlock their true potential. Uh, you know, by basically achieving a physique and a mindset that they didn't think was possible, helping people who have struggled for years and years to manage their, their weight, uh, their energy, you know, the food that they eat, the movement that they do, all of that. Um, and how did I get into what I do now? Basically going back years. So back to when I was literally 13 years old, ultimately I had a leg break. A severe leg break, um, you know, broke the tip, the fib, the ankle, dislocated it, did the Achilles, all of this. And was that was that playing football, Rob, or what? That was actually whilst in Wales jumping in sand, as you do. So <laughs> right, yeah, okay. there was no there was no sporting injury. I wish there was some glamorous story behind it. Apart from getting airlifted, it was completely <laughs> just my leg just collapsed underneath me. Um, I knew right. straight away it was just yeah, sickening. Um, but off the back of that, you know, you can look back on these injuries and things and you can be annoyed, you know, like obviously I loved my football. Um, I don't know what ever level I might have got to anything like that. I can't say anything on that, you know, but I, I loved playing and I had that severe injury. And honestly, it changed my life because it made me knuckle down at school. It made me start <laughs> to, you know, actually focus on grades going, they're actually quite valuable. Um And I gained a lot of weight during my time on crutches. It was nearly two years on crutches. I gained a lot of weight. And at the end of it, I remember my dad got me a personal trainer and he took me running and stuff as well. And I started to lose the weight. And that was ultimately where RCA Fitness actually started because, you know, I had this interest then for health and fitness and looking after myself. I remember taking over in my parents' kitchen, actually, <laughs> um, you know, cooking cooking food for them because I realized all these like different bits like ready meals and stuff I was like these aren't helping me started mm. to understand tracking food at this young age I was only like 16 at this age um and and yeah obviously it went through I started coaching up at Leeds United uh, with 
within like the community sector and stuff again only at 16 and basically got through to being 18 years old and I'd gone to university started studying sports coaching absolutely hated it I'm going to be very very blunt did three how ironic you know for a coach to hate sports coaching but <laughs> it just wasn't I'm a very practical person I like to do stuff fail at it and learn from it mm-hmm. and by this point in my life I just kind of figured out I was like I don't want to be at this university, you know, studying this program. I want to go out there and coach and want to learn how to coach. So I went, obviously, carried on in the football field, uh, you know, with the guys at Leeds and developed from there. And it got to age 20-ish and I was like, I can't really get full time with these guys. There's not enough revenue coming in. I need to basically create a life for myself. And obviously now I'm basically, well, still 19 at that point. I was like, I want to do something that's going to really change people's lives, if you like, you know, but also the the priority at that first moment in time was myself, was actually changing my own life because I still was working on my own health and fitness. And I went into uh, personal training. I went and did a course. Obviously, I'd studied uh, all the, you know, health, fitness, coaching, all that whilst at sixth form college. Obviously, did three months on the sports coaching course had a keen interest in it. So I went in and went and got my qualification in personal training, which I mean, literally it was six weeks. I, I will not lie. It was a six <laughs> week course. It was, here's the knowledge like that. Luckily I'd done some prehand. Yeah. Get, your, get yourself through, get your qualification over the line and off you go. Okay. Learn absolutely nothing. And I say learn absolutely nothing. No, I, I lie. I did learn a lot about the body and everything like that, but I didn't learn how to coach really. I just had a greater understanding of the human body than other people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I remember this choice came up. It was like, okay, I'm going to go into personal training. Okay. And again, like people go, oh, you know, you start things with a mission. I fell into it. I honestly, I, I fell into it. It was just leads went off full time. There was no revenue there. I thought, what do I love doing? Oh, I like going to the gym. I know I'm going to qualify as a PT and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to train people and earn some money from it. Not one thought really went into it. And that's ultimately how I ended up there in mm-hmm. terms of all in this industry. The first four and a half years, I remember I set myself a goal. I went over to LA Fitness in Eden near Leeds Bradford Airport. And I went there and I remember I didn't speak to the other trainers for probably a month, month and a half. Was, because... was that deliberate or were you shy? <laughs> no, no, it was, it was deliberate. Genuinely, it was deliberate. There was... <laughs> seven maybe eight other coaches in there but what it was was I was told before going to this gym that every PT in the last four and a half years had failed to make it okay and that that was why I chose that gym as soon as I was told that I said that's where I'm going and people are like are you mad I was like no I'm going to change the I'm going to change the trend I'll make it and that was why in the first month, month and a half, I didn't speak to anyone except clients on the gym floor. I just spoke to anyone and everyone. And I was like, you know, and also I guess like, you know, there's part of me, what I put in my head was the other PTs have been thinking, here's another one, here's the next failure, you know, kind of thing like that. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. I didn't, I never actually asked them. Um, but that was my kind of like thought process. So I went in and I went, I'm going to change the trend. I'm going to make sure that I make a success of this. And I also said, when I went in, I said, I'm going to be in this gym for five years and I'll be out of there. Right. So okay. I went in, I trained, I developed as well as a coach. I went and did other courses. You know, I did like level three GP referral. I did low back pain management. I did obesity and diabetes studying. 
I did external studies around kettlebell training, around, you know, suspension training, did all of these little bits. And I actually ended up leaving the gym after four years and six months. So I left earlier than what I said, took the business home to my parents, set up. Um, and within the, the home gym environment from there, I converted the double garage, set an <laughs> awesome little studio up, loved it. Spent two and a half years there, continued to develop myself, became a strength and conditioning coach during that time. Um, and, you know, that was all about the sports, health and fitness. I was still working at Leeds United, by the way, at this time. I was still bouncing between the two, okay, yeah. um, which was just mayhem. And in the end, uh, working from home, this was where life started to change a little bit. I was six and a half years in and I started to notice a change in me. I was starting to become a little bit anxious, becoming an adult and worrying a little bit about life mm. and kind of going, am I ever going to be able to afford a house? Am I going to be able to support a family? Things like that started to come in. I'd, I'd honestly, for six and a half, seven years, I'd earned money and I'd spent money. Spent money, yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd, had a, I'd had a great life, a great life, like doing all that stuff, but the realisation was starting to hit of, I can't continue in this way. I've got to either make a real living from this, which means now getting a reputation. I feel that to that day, I had a great reputation for being a good personal trainer friend. And that's what I want to add on the end of that. I was, if you like, I felt like I was a really likable person. I wanted to please everyone like that. Okay. And, and that was what I realized was coming over me. And I really tried, I'm a very caring individual if I say so like that. And I was really trying to put my arm around anyone and everyone and absorb all of their troubles and struggles from life. And that started to knock me on the head because I was at home. So I would go into the garage, train the individuals, let them offload everything onto me, absorb it, go inside and offload it to no one, train the next person, go inside, train like, and mentally it started to really affect me. So then uh, my friend was a uh, gym manager, at a gym just down the road from me in Leeds at Anytime Fitness. And he said, why don't you come here like that? You know, come and join us. So I went down, had a meeting with them and, you know, I ended up moving there. And that then was the next big step to my career fully changing because I'm now at this point, I've realized I've been struggling mentally and I've realized that I can change people's lives, but I need to grow a reputation here mm -hmm. and I need to really start transforming people's lives. Otherwise, there's no longevity in what I'm doing. I will actually become a dead and buried personal trainer. So, so Rob, how, before you, how when you when you had that mental health struggle, so to speak, how did yep. that how did that impact on you as an individual? Um, I became quieter. Okay, I did become quieter. Um, I questioned time and time again if I was doing the right thing in terms of the right job. Mm -hmm. Like, was I doing what I was meant to do? I remember looking at other jobs online. Um, I, I had well, were those jobs away from what you were doing? Were they, yeah, were they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, some of them were, some of them weren't. I looked at other things that might be incredibly more rewarding. So I actually looked at working with ex, um, you know, soldiers that had had, you know, uh, been blown up by IEDs or anything yeah. like that. People that were in rehab, looking at like military rehab kind of things. I looked at things like that. I looked at like physiotherapy. And then I also looked at like, you know, practical things like fire service and also like a random one. But I, I love I love the garden. I love gardening. I thought about maybe landscape gardening, like 
there was any thought was crossing my mind because what I was genuinely doing, what I know now is I was running away from facing up to the challenges. Mm-hmm. That's what I, my mind was trying to run away from actually owning up to the actualization of what was going on. And I'll never forget one morning, Steve, a client canceled. And this is what people forget that the cancellations really knock you. Mm. They do, you know, as a human being, but it's also down to you guys to, you know, us guys as coaches to accept and understand different situations. But Someone cancelled last minute. It must have been about half past five in the morning. And I'm sat downstairs at the kitchen table at my parents' place. Cancellation comes through. And at this stage in my life, I was working Monday through till Saturday, you know, five o'clock in the morning till sometimes getting like 11, 10, 11 o'clock at night, extremely long days. Um, and even doing some work on weekends as well. And I just, I'd literally just had enough. And I just, I remember my mum came down and she was like, are you all right? Is your client not here? And I just burst into tears. Wow. Yeah. I was yeah, just, yeah, I yeah. just said, I, I was like, I've got nothing left, mum. And I, I remember saying, I can remember the words so clearly. I said, I feel like I've failed. And, wow. you know, and she said like, you haven't failed. She goes, look at how far, you, you know, this is like seven years in now. She's like, look at how far you've come. Look at what you've achieved. She goes, most companies don't make it past a year. She goes, you've done nearly seven like that, which is, you know, absolutely incredible. And I just never acknowledged any of that, but the tears became more and more frequent. And that was when obviously then I realized I've got to get out of where I am and go to this gym and be surrounded by other people and other coaches to really understand. But I really grew in that sense then. And I went to this gym and I, I said, if I'm going to make something of this now, I'm going to really make something of this. And that was when I reached out to an old uh, mentor. I say an old mentor. He's an old mentor now, but at the time he was a new mentor. <laughs> yeah, I'd been to a um, a training thing of his, um, like a, what was it like a, a weekend seminars? So there was two seminars over a weekend, and I'd been to those. And this is a guy called Matt Coles, and and I thought, oh, this is interesting because I started to learn and grow again. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this perspective. And I remember the body transformation one. And I just said, that's what I want to do. And just something clicked in my head. And I went, that's what I want to do. If I'm going to grow a reputation, I need to show people what we're capable of and show people the transformations, not just physically, but also mentally. And the mental side came from my own struggles. So I took that. And I remember at the end of the webinar, and this was a key point, was he... um, basically was I say upselling but promoting his what he called like a business mastermind and it was you know it was an investment at the time you know about three and a half thousand pounds or something you know for a coach who was struggling yeah Um, yeah. and I remember all the other coaches that I'd met on the day and we had a little like speak and they all said this you know what what are you going to do like that we're all asking each other what are you going to do what are you going to do and they're all saying I'm not paying that I'm not paying that Mm -hmm. and the thought came over my head and I just went, if none of you are doing this, that's the exact reason why I am. Okay. Because I wanted to set myself apart. And I realized at this point that I had to be different to what everyone else was doing. And that was where I stepped up. And, and ultimately, he taught me so much. He taught me to just own everything that I'm doing, you know, be responsible for my actions. Mm-hmm. And from that stage forwards, that last like four years now, that's where I've developed into this coach and developed my own method. I remember the early years of working with him, he would say to me, he'd be like, come on, you've got a method. Like, you know, like, tell me what your method is. And I was like sitting in my head, Steve going, 
<laughs> I really don't. Um, <laughs> I was like, I train people. Um, and, and now it's, it's to be honest, I'd even say, you know, we've started developing this method in the past, like, you know, two years, if I'm being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, but really in the last three to six months is where I've actually fully sat down and gone, do you know what? I could write a book. I'm not crystal clear on the way that we coach, the blueprint that we coach and how it works for people. I could actually write a book around that. And I've come to this place now of, of understanding where we're at and ultimately what we want to achieve going forwards in terms of the life transformations. And like I say, one of the biggest things that I pride myself on is the sustainable transformation mm-hmm. and not just putting someone in the shape of their life because it means a great set of images that you can you know, release to people, actually making sure that that individual not only feels great, but mentally they're in a great place. Cool. And, and Rob, you know, when he was starting to share your method, right? Yeah. I'm interested to know this. Was 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 part of that because you, was it because you didn't have the method, or was it you had the method in your head but you didn't want to share it in case somebody thought you were not not going in the right way? What was it? Yeah, I think I think that about not wanting to share the method goes. It does. Like I've been, I've been scared of being judged. Okay. Genuinely, like I was scared to release my thoughts about what what I do and what I believe because others would judge me and scared of someone commenting or, you know, across social media, how social media is. And because I think I felt mentally fragile as well, I was still kind of like getting to a place where I was recovering. So I was feeling this mentally fragile. What, What do I kind of do here in terms of releasing it i wasn't confident in my own ability which is bizarre because in front of a client i was really confident and this is what you know uh, mac would say he'd be like you know you're so confident in front of the individuals who you coach that's who you need to speak to don't worry about anyone else mm-hmm. um but i think that was the biggest thing that held me back that that fear of being judged by others in case i said something that was to the best of my knowledge at that time but actually maybe was incorrect because someone had better knowledge than me um, so that held me back, but also there was part of me that at that time, I didn't really have like, like I could say now, like we literally have a step-by-step process of going, we start here, we go to this, we go to that. It was, it, I mean, it is now crystal clear <laughs> in them days. I'd never sat back and really thought about my method of how I do what I do. It was genuinely, I think, cause it was so simple. It was, well, I create a program, I train an individual and I talk to them a little bit about food. And that was genuinely as, as far as I went. And it's only since I started to go into the transformations of really changing people's lives where I've developed this method. And there's been now two to three times where I've gone back to it and looked at it and gone, let's change it back to it, looked at it. So we're all, if you like now, we're on like the third edition of it because it's so, we laid the foundations the first time. And then when I went back and looked at it, I was like, hang on, this can be developed to this. And I was like, oh, hang on, we can actually, you know, and th- that that latest one now, I, I look at it and I'm like, that's amazing. Like, because I don't know anyone else out there that has the kind of method or platform framework that we now make make use of. But And what what you describe in there Rob, as well that, that I'm picking up is that many people wait for everything to be perfect, don't they? Okay. And, yeah. and so they never start. 
right? Yep. You know, uh, at this, you know, I often say celebrate imperfection because if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, you'll never get off first base. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So it sounds like that, you know, you started and it's evolving, it's evolving, and it will continue to evolve. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing that was picking up when you were talking about, um, you know, not sharing it and things like that is we often, we often underestimate the knowledge and value that we bring to somebody else. And you mentioned, you said it in your words there. You said, well, this is simple. It's, yep. it's the, and, and to you, it was simple. So there could be that in that mindset thinking, well, why would anybody pay for this? <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? There was, yeah, there was, there, was why, there was why would anyone pay for this? There was, like you said, it's so simple what it is that I'm delivering at that moment in time. But like I said, there was that fear of being judged and the fear of that what I had to say wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like that, that I think is one of the biggest things, as you just said, then it came to my head, you know, that fear that what I had to say was not good enough because I knew that there was going to be better people out there. And again, I think what I've learned is that there's always going to be people that are better, but everyone has their own strengths and people train or work with people whom they like and who they see value in. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, th that's where I took that step back. And I know we've spoken before, but just about, authenticity yeah. like I've, I've really now understood just the power of that and actually the power of me just being me and realizing I don't have to be anyone else there's going to be better people out there and that's great I can acknowledge that but I'm at a stage in my career where I'm at because that's where I'm meant to be yeah and right. I'm not meant to be any further ahead I'm not meant to be any further back this is exactly where I'm meant to be you know, for what I've done over the years and how I can just be so grateful for everything that I've got now is honestly the nicest thing for me to be at peace with my journey. Yeah. And Robbie, I love that. And also just picking up again about somebody knowing more than you or whatever. I mean, I'll share this with you because um, I've often talked to people when they're going to do a talk about this. And when I used to do talks and they used to say to me, well, what happens if there's somebody in the audience that knows more than you? And I just go, I thank them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, what what i thank them for sharing something yeah because they've just added to my knowledge yeah. so i don't you know don't don't pick an argument with them like how dare you say that however i just go really thank you i never thought of it that way that's really interesting because that's just adds to your knowledge and and it's having that it, it's having that open mindset really about that growth area and that personal growth you know let's be honest we'll never know it all of course we won't you know, and if we can just keep that open mind and, and share things and, and, and encourage that, I think it makes a massive, massive difference, you know. Yeah, it's about about letting people in and, mm. and having that open mind. You know, people think that I'm crazy now with the network that we've created, how I let other coaches, other speakers and stuff come in and speak to our clients, basically saying, hey, come in, because they look at it from the point of view that I used to do that. If you let someone else in, well, these people might then leave to go to them. Whatever, but I'm like, well, no, actually, these people are adding value to our community. So actually, the people who we've got are more likely to stay with us because we keep adding different speakers. And, and like saying, their knowledge comes onto you. So it's not affecting you in any way. You're actually developing and, and growing as an individual as these guys come in. And I think it's great, like you said, like if you're speaking to someone and you've got someone in front of you, cool, you can be absorbed by that. And everyone has a different philosophy and a different way of doing things. And for every individual, you take what you want from each conversation. So yes. if, for example, you think someone's talking a load of rubbish, you can, you can, you don't let have to it, absorb it. Yeah, you can let just, it go. Yeah, you can just literally let it go. 
if you're like, wow, you know, Steve said this today and like, I'm taking that for the rest of my life. There's there's things that we all have that thing where we've taken just one thing. Someone might have spoken to us, you know, like this podcast now for half an hour, but there's one takeaway that someone's got and everyone has one different takeaway throughout an episode kind of thing. Yeah, very, very, very much. I'll just touch on this as well before we wrap up today. Because we've, got, we've got a series of podcasts to do. Yeah. Um, I, I used to do um, a, a, a book club thing. Uh, a book club. It was a book club, not a thing. It was a book club. <laughs> and um, I used to meet weekly with a group of people. And um, we, we they would read a book, but they'd only, I'd ask them to read so many pages of the book a week because I wanted to absorb it. And then they would come back and they'd discuss what was in the book. Okay. And it's interesting how people see things differently. One of the guys on, on the programme, he was the oldest guy, actually. And at that week two, he said, um, bloody bored with this, he said, right? This book's old hat, right? It's 20 years old. I've been in reprint so many times, millions of copies. And one of the girls said, look, Steve said to us, don't read past page 30. Um, but I have, because it's such an interesting book. And she said to this guy, and I think you should shut up, because when you move on, you might just think differently. And you know, Rob, at the end of it, he had the biggest shift. He had the biggest shift. But yep. week two, he was like, oh, okay. And on week three, uh, one, of the, one of the girls came to us and said, uh, I just want to let you know that um, through doing this book club with you, um, I've resigned from my job. I went, you've, pardon? <laughs> she said, well, I've just resigned because I've realized it's not where I want to be. So I jokingly said, I, I, I should have put a disclaimer in at week one that you're not holding me responsible. But it was interesting, that shift. And, and coming back to what you're saying about people taking something, they were all reading the same book, yep. but they all took something different yep. from it. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's the, the, the beauty of mankind, isn't it? Yeah, ab- absolutely wonderful. Well, look, look, Rob, let's just rob this, uh, Rob, let's wrap this one up. Um, so, because so, let's just say you know there you are, RCA mm-hmm. Fitness. We're going to do a series of podcasts all about the method a bit later on. But uh, so, where are you based now? How can people find you? So, based now, obviously, around the world, anywhere around the world. Um, so, how can you find us on Instagram? It's Rob Abyss. That's Rob A double dot RCA. Okay, that's on Instagram. On Facebook, it is just at RCA Fitness. Um, and obviously there's our website as well. So if you search RCA Fitness across Google, but it's RCA Fitness, uh, RCA-Fitness, sorry, .com. And like I say, we are we, we work worldwide because we just work in the online world now, coaching people all over, like I say, unlock their true potential. Okay, and series of webinars as well you've got apparently? We do have a series of webinars, <laughs> yeah. So all, all the different webinars and stuff that we deliver. So we do actually have a, a group program, which I say group program, but it's an introductory, introductory program to working with us. Yeah. And this is where we cover all of our key pillars. So we cover mindset, we cover sleep, we cover um, nutrition, we cover exercise, and then we speak about environment and habits, which may well go over a lot of people's heads maybe right now. But as we unleash across these podcast episodes and we give people a bit more of an insight, that's where it will start to really come out. And and the next one, we're going to be just delving a little bit into the RCA method, aren't we? We are indeed. Yep. Cool. Rob, it's been a pleasure talking to you and thank you for sharing your story. Uh, And I'm I'm sure that uh, will resonate with many, you know, it's, uh, and so, you know, nice to be so open and honest. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Steve. It's a pleasure. Have a good day. Cheers, bye now. With inspirational guests from across the world. 
This is Yawa Radio. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day.